Bobby, take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you dry it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth. Hey! Spanning the continent to bring you the truth about cannabis and marijuana law reform. I smoke pot and I like it a lot. The Rock Bellville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. Now, here's your host, Good day, tokers and toquettes and non-toking lovers of liberty. It is Wednesday, November 25th, 2015, and it's got to be 420 somewhere in the world. Thanks for joining us here on our final show before we head off for the Thanksgiving holiday. That's right, no live shows on Thursday or Friday. We'll be taking that holiday off, and I hope you're able to as well. A lot of people talking about the companies that force their employees to work on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday when everybody's going to go out shopping, trying to get all those major deals. Well, you know what? The cannabis industry is right in there amongst the rest of them in this capitalistic orgy. And we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up in our segment that we're going to be calling Cannabis Chronicles. Marijuana Politics, the blog that I write for on a daily basis, has a... Uh, a, a basically a guide up for marijuana shopping. What's going to be happening uh, all across Oregon and uh, online. If you're looking to get some deals on your marijuana purchases or your stocking stuffers for the marijuana lover in your family. So check that out. That's coming up here uh, in just a few minutes. We'll come right after we go behind the headlines. And in behind the headlines today, we're taking a look at a story here in the state of Oregon where two state crime drug testing labs have been shut down due to the allegations of impropriety uh, of a 35-year-old lab technician. This could throw hundreds of... Over a thousand cases, as a matter of fact, uh, into question because of the breaking of the chain of custody and the standard operating procedures that took place in those labs. Lots of defendants now have a new defense to their drug charges. We'll talk about that right after our cannabis radio news in the headlines today. We've got uh, information coming out of New Hampshire. We've got a Supreme Court decision in Michigan regarding medical marijuana and your car. We've got another Native American tribe looking to legalize marijuana, this time in North Carolina. We've got a drug testing lab shut down in Colorado as well. And in Fairbanks, Alaska, the opening of their first marijuana club. We'll talk about that in the headlines right after our first break. Also coming up on the show today, it is Wednesday, and that means it's time for a hemp day hump day update from our friend doug fine the best-selling author of too high to fail and hemp bound he from time to time joins us here on a wednesday to inform us about the latest developments in industrial hemp from coast to coast and around the world stay tuned for that at half past the hour also on the show at the end we'll have time for a radical rant that i like to call the gravity of money can activist-led marijuana legalization survive in California? Tom Angel out at Marijuana Majority reported some bombshell news yesterday that we brought you here on the Russ Belville Show. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about that in the Radical Rant. And then stay tuned for Hour 2 Toker Talk Radio. We'll take your calls at 971-533-7111. The subject today, what are you thankful for in the world of marijuana? 
I'll give you my take on that as well. Plus, we'll get our 20 after break, our 420 daily toker tunes. Today is Irie Wednesday, and I'm sure Gordon Green from Gordon Green's Music Planet has some great world music just waiting for us. It's all coming up in the next two hours of The Russ Belville Show. You're tuned into The Russ Belville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. The son of a Polish immigrant who grew up in a Brooklyn tenement. He went to public schools, then college, where the work of his life began, fighting injustice and inequality, speaking truth to power. He moved to Vermont, won election and praise as one of America's best mayors. In Congress, he stood up for working families and for principle, opposing the Iraq war, supporting veterans. Now he's taking on Wall Street and a corrupt political system, funded by over a million contributions, tackling climate change to create clean energy jobs, fighting for living wages, equal pay, and tuition-free public colleges. People are sick and tired of establishment politics, and they want real change. Bernie Sanders, husband, father, grandfather, an honest leader, building a movement with you to give us a future to believe in. I'm Bernie Sanders, and I approve this message. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with four companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. It's time for the Cannabis Radio News, covering the latest headlines in consumer cannabis, medical marijuana, and industrial hemp. Cannabis Radio News is now available exclusively at CannabisRadio.com, featuring reporting from the Associated Press. Now, your marijuana headlines in 4 minutes and 20 seconds in the Cannabis Radio News. This is your Cannabis Radio News for Wednesday, November 25th, 2015. New Hampshire health officials have approved a lung cancer patient's application for an identification card that will allow her to buy medical marijuana in Maine. A spokesman for the Department of Health and Human Services said Linda Horan would be issued a card Wednesday, a day after a court granted her emergency request and ordered the state to review her application. The state had argued that issuing the 64-year-old Alstead woman a card before dispensaries open next year would undermine its need to control marijuana distribution. But Horan, who was diagnosed with late-stage cancer in July, argued she might be dead by then. The judge agreed, noting that the law allows visitors from other states to obtain New Hampshire medical marijuana, suggesting that lawmakers knew other states would have similar provisions. Maine law allows for people visiting the state for an extended period of time to obtain medical marijuana if they meet certain requirements, including having a qualifying medical condition. Smoking a joint inside a car while parked in a private lot is not protected under Michigan's Medical Marijuana Act, the state court of 
Court of Appeals has determined. The case involved a man who was smoking medical marijuana inside his car in the parking lot of Soaring Eagle Casino in August of 2013. In a two-to-one ruling, the appeals court said even if Robert Michael Carlton was in a locked car, the fact he was in a parking lot accessible by the public constitutes a public place and is therefore illegal under Michigan's 2008 Medical Marijuana Act. Carlton was charged with possession of marijuana after police determined he had been smoking a joint outside the casino. They were notified about 11.30 p.m. by casino security workers monitoring a closed-circuit camera trained on the parking lot. Marijuana could soon be legal on the Cherokee Indian Reservation in North Carolina, just three hours from Chattanooga. Leaders of the tribe recently passed a resolution to allow a study on how marijuana could be used on the reservation. The study will look into whether or not they could use marijuana for medical purposes with a written recommendation or for sale in dispensaries like we've seen in western states like Colorado. A little over an hour away, Cherokee County Sheriff Derek Palmer says he's also concerned about the future of western North Carolina if marijuana becomes legal. Nearly 6,000 acres of tribal land sits in Cherokee County. Palmer says he's interviewed dozens of drug addicts who say their drug abuse started with marijuana. A recent new survey found 73% of the Cherokee support marijuana law reform. Colorado Marijuana Testing Facility Can Labs closed its Denver laboratory on Tuesday and laid off as many as 15 people. The shutdown of one of the largest cannabis labs in Colorado, and one considered an industry leader, comes after months of controversy involving the company's leadership. Can Labs is one of 17 state-certified laboratories testing marijuana and pot products for potency and consistency, and for pesticides, chemical residues, and biological contamination. Its clients are typically cannabis growers and retailers. Can Labs Inc. spokesman Bill Livermore said the company, quote, was no longer operating profitably, end quote, in part because it was taking care of marijuana enforcement division violations and waiting for its final microbial certification from the state, a lengthy process that resulted in the company losing some of its market share. Fairbanks, Alaska's first pot club, the Higher Calling Club, quietly opened Monday afternoon in a remodeled former wine bar on First Avenue. Under its new ownership, the Merlot red walls of the former Cafe Alex have been repainted an herbal green, and the interior is furnished with overstuffed couches, a foosball table, and a small stage. The customers paid either a daily $10 rate or $25 monthly rate to join the club, and then went into a side room to smoke. Under the business's policy, club members can smoke pot or eat pot-infused foods inside the club, but cannot buy or sell it. They're also not allowed to smoke tobacco inside the building. Social pot clubs like the Higher Calling Club and Anchorage's potluck events are in a legal purgatory regarding Alaska's new marijuana industry. Monday's opening date for the Higher Calling Club was months ahead of the May 2016 date the State Marijuana Control Board has set for granting retail pot shop licenses, but social clubs like the Higher Calling aren't aren't retail shops excuse me this has been your cannabis radio news for wednesday november 25th the russ belleville show providing dictionaries to drug czars since 2009 imagine life without taxes let new era certified public accountants new handle your cannabis 280e and tax strategy get your business prepared with new era cpa's cannabis finance boot camp NewEraCPAs.com. With years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com.
Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber. Doctor's orders. Less heat, more flavor. Welcome back. Time for us to go behind the headlines where in the state of Oregon, the Oregon State Police have stopped their drug testing at two state crime labs, one in Bend, Oregon, that's Central Oregon, and one in Pendleton in North Central Oregon. And uh, according to the story coming out of the Oregonian, uh, Major Andy Hyder of the uh, Oregon State Police wrote a letter to the district attorneys statewide. There's 36 different state district attorneys at the county level. Because of a criminal investigation into one of their forensic analysts, a person named Nika Larson, age 65, the allegations are that uh, Larson stole drug evidence and tampered with other drug evidence, uh, stealing pills in some uh, cases and replacing them with over-the-counter pills to avoid being detected. And this has required the district attorneys statewide to have to review more than 1,000 open and closed cases on which Larson had worked. And it may be even broader than that, because given the fact Larson had evidence, had uh, access to the, the uh, storage units uh, at the crime lab, she might have been involved in cases where she wasn't officially a technician on the case. So district attorneys are having to review these cases because defense attorneys now can use this break in the chain of custody to file for appeals, uh, to make a motion for suppression of drug testing evidence that may have been handled by Nicka Larson at the Burns or at the Bend or Pendleton labs. John Hummel, the Deschutes County district attorney is reviewing more than 500 cases. He says, quote, they put the brakes on these labs until the policies, practices, and protections can be fixed. Obviously, the controls were insufficient. The suspect had a real, relatively easy time doing what she did. State police are comfortable for what it's worth with these other labs testing drugs, end quote. And the other labs would be the Portland, Springfield, and Central Point labs. So we're talking about two out of the five crime labs that can test drug evidence in the state of Oregon for the Oregon State Police uh, are now down voluntarily while they go through this uh, internal investigation. The state police first alerted the district attorneys on September 11th that Larson, who had been working in four different forensic labs since she was hired in 2007, was under investigation uh, for stealing drugs. There was a report of some missing drugs. They performed an audit in Pendleton. And uh, that's where they found some of the problems. There's uh, the governor, Kate Brown, has appointed a work group comprised of lawyers, legislators and police officials to look into these issues. The meeting has been scheduled for December, but was canceled. And a new meeting date has not been granted yet. But this is something uh, 
that we have to address here and have to understand that the corruption that's inherent in the drug war uh, can get all the way into the law enforcement agencies, and it, it happens all the time. Uh, these crime lab cases that we're having here in Oregon are just this state's turn. State after state has faced similar situations. Uh, Texas crime labs come to mind where improprieties by the people working in the labs have called into question all sorts of criminal cases. And before we get the the notion that we ought to celebrate this, you know, the feeling that, hey, some people that got a pot charge are going to get out of it because the crime lab now, you can't guarantee that it proved the marijuana was marijuana. But you also have to understand we're talking about cases where the use of drugs may be a a, a factor in a real serious crime. For, for example, an assault case or a rape case or a murder case where knowing that person's uh, chemical makeup at the time can be the difference between a first or a second degree charge, between uh, a misdemeanor or a felony, between uh, punishment in jail or mere probation. So let's not celebrate the idea that the crime lab uh, was corrupted here, even though it may have some benefit for some cannabis consumers and for some users of other drugs uh, getting off of their possession or their or their sales charge. This is a problem. We want to be able to want to be able to have a trust, a public trust in our law enforcement and eroding that public trust, even for the benefit of some marijuana consumers in this case is not a good long-term solution. Now, the best long-term solution is to end the criminality of those drugs in the first place so that the crime labs can concentrate on doing tests that matter in solving real crimes. Oh, gnarly! That's right, Mr. Spicoli. Solving real crimes is gnarly. Keep that in mind, folks, that even though as we fight for the end of marijuana prohibition and the end of drug prohibition, for that matter, it doesn't mean that we want an anarchy, that we don't believe in law and order, and that we don't want justice served. Happy 420, Denver. We're back right after this. This is the Russ Belleville Show. Get dot buzz. Dot buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. Dot buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. Dot buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. Dot buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names such as dot com, dot net, and dot org. Get your name now at get dot buzz. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Mark 
Twain once said that when there's a gold rush, it's a good time to be in the pick and shovel business. Today, we look at the rapidly evolving markets in the marijuana green rush in our Canna Business Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody. In the Cannabis Chronicles today, we take a look at MarijuanaPolitics.com that has published a 2015 Marijuana Politics Gift Guide. And it's kind of neat now that we have four legal states that we can talk about uh, openly uh, openly shopping for the cannabis lover in your life. And here in Oregon, a few of the dispensaries have lined up to give special uh, benefits on Friday, the traditional shopping day after Thanksgiving, they're calling it Green Friday, and there's many places to take a look at. Um, so the first one we'll take a look at right here in our home city of Portland, Rip City Remedies is one of the longest running dispensaries in Portland, and they uh, are on Division Street, uh, 33rd and Southeast Division. They've been great allies to the cannabis legalization movement, and they're very, very friendly and and uh, very helpful to the cannabis patients. Their specials on Friday include $20 quarters, two cannabis joints for five bucks from Mindful Organics, and specials with truly pure and looking glass extracts. You can find more about their specials on dailyleafdeals.com. They'll be open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. this Friday. Also proud to mention Panacea, which is literally eight blocks away from our Rolla J studios here. I walked down there. In fact, I walked down there Monday uh, to get myself an eighth of flour. And uh, what are we smoking here? We got an eighth of Chem Valley uh, that was a 19.56% THC. We got that from Panacea. And uh, they are doing a real solid for the marijuana reform movement by donating 10% of their proceeds to social justice causes. The folks down at Panacea are social justice advocates, growers, and medical cannabis enthusiasts, and they're committed to racial, economic justice, and supporting the LGBT community. They've got great strains like Strawberry Satori and Silver Tip. Oh, I love Silver Tip. I'm going to have to go get me some of that. And their big sale item uh, on Friday will be $20 quarters of Charlatan's Web, Grown by Wildfire Farms. I don't know much about that. Uh, while supply lasts. We'll also have a gourmet soap for sale uh, from Clean Wit Industries and works by local artist Justin Potts. Perfect name, right? Uh, their hours on Friday will be 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. And that's at 67th and Sandy Boulevard here in Portland out on the Green Mile. Also, in Eugene, Oregon, south of us in Eugene, Oregon, home of the University of Oregon, the greener side will be offering uh, some specials. They always offer specials every Tuesday, discounts to veterans and vendor days twice a month. Uh, they've been giving to the Oregon Cannabis Classic Golf Tournament as well. It's a family-owned dispensary with strains like Blue Magoo to Silver Haze. Their special deals uh, won't be taking place on the Friday coming up, but they've got specials coming up the week before Christmas, 18th through the 23rd. And that'll be 20% off all accessories Buy three for the price of two on topical products, four for the price of three on concentrates and a free gift with every purchase of one eighth ounce of flowers. 
Uh, Greener Side's located at 1553 Oak Street in Eugene, hours 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., Sundays 11 to 7. And in Bend, the dispensary Aura Grown, uh, which is, uh, I think, the best-selling dispensary in all the state of Oregon at this point. They are a farm-to-table model dispensary. And uh, Aura Grown has an order ahead form that you can use on their website at auragrown.com and a full menu of products. Uh, it was voted best marijuana dispensary by the readers of Source Weekly. And you can find out more about them at auragrown.com. They're in at 1199 Northwest Wall Street in Bend, Oregon, every day, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then there's recommendation for some great products available on the web check out funkypiece.com american handmade glass pipes water pipes and bubblers shipping just five dollars in the united states that's at funkypiece.com source vapes are also uh, offering some specials uh, you can use the coupon black friday 2015 to receive 40 percent off products uh this friday this is at source vapes uh i think that's just sourcevapes.com and uh, Cyber Monday 2015 is a num- another uh, coupon code you can use on Monday to get 30% off of select products and buy one, get one free deals on travel kits. Uh, also on our uh, Green Friday list, Zamnesia, an online seed shop, is offering all sorts of specials, monthly deals, a Black Friday sale, and a 5% discount. So check that out at Zamnesia. Opuff is also offering uh, some of their products. They have little canisters of 95% pure air, pure oxygen, I should say, that you can use. Recreational oxygen, yes, people, that is used to enhance your high by turbocharging the oxygen in your brain. Aceso, A-C-E-S-O, also marketing some CBD products. And don't forget Therabis. Therabis is a website marketing medical marijuana products for pets, CBD supplements for your dog, uh, developed in conjunction with Dixie Elixirs and a 30-year veterinarian. That's right. We've got Green Friday products for your dogs, people. Check them out at Therabis.com. Their sale starts on Black Friday. Aciso is on uh, social media as well. Check them out. And you can read the entire article on the Marijuana Politics gift guide at MarijuanaPolitics.com. The links are there so that you can find what you're shopping for. Stay tuned. We're back with Doug Fine in our Hemp Day Hump Day update right after this. Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the Marijuana Nation. The Russ Belleville Show. We're as much like Cheech and Chong as ordinary Americans are like the Three Stooges. Hey, Mo! The Fingerboard Extension has fretted instruments to enhance your creativity. It has new and used guitars and banjos from beginning to high class. The Fingerboard Extension has National Resophonic, Hassan Dalton, Larravee, Heritage and Recording King guitars, and Mike Ramsey, Wildwood, Gold Tone, and Recording King banjos. 
The Fingerboard Extension also has drum stuff, used gear, and parts. Stop by The Fingerboard Extension, downtown Corvallis, Oregon at 120 Northwest 2nd, or check out the inventory on the web at fingerboardextension.com and reverb.com. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Marijuana legalization also ushers in the return of the American hemp industry. Get the latest news from the author of Hemp Bound and Too High to Fail, Doug Fine, in our Hemp Day Hump Day update. All right, welcome back, everybody. Time for our Hemp Day Hump Day update. We got Doug Fine on the line. How you doing, Doug? Hello, Doug. Are you there? Oh, dear. I'm afraid that we've somehow missed out on getting Doug Fine on the line here for our Hemp Day Hump Day update. That's a darn shame. All right. We will. Uh, I got an email from him earlier today, but uh, I'm not exactly sure where he's ended up. So we're going to go into the archives here and take this opportunity to take you back to the High Times Cannabis Cup in Jamaica, where I got a chance to speak with Nurse Linda and Curtis, who are all looking at putting together the new Jamaica Normal Chapter. Good day, everyone. We're approaching 1 o'clock in the afternoon here in Negril, Jamaica. Some pretty ominous gray clouds have uh, appeared just over our shoulder here. Looks like we're going to have ourselves some rain, but... I found myself uh, under cover. Uh, Keith Strop was sitting here with some wonderful people, and uh, we've got uh, Ellen Comp from Normal is here as well, California Normal. So uh, lots of great Normal people here. But joining me here at the desk, we've got folks, uh, Jamaicans themselves, who want to talk a little bit about what's happening. And we'll start uh, with Nurse Linda. Hi, Nurse Linda. How are you? Yes, how could you not be uh, magnificent? And, and you are? Curtis from Portland, Long Bay, Portland, Port Antony. Very nice, very nice. So you were talking about getting involved in, in a, forming a normal chapter here in Jamaica. Exactly, yes. We re- I'm here with the normal, uh, the national level, and the California representatives, Ellen Comp. So we decided, since there's no real active one here, to connect with one from the past and get activated, get it working again. What's the law right now in Jamaica as far as ganja cannabis goes? Well, right now they kind of to legalize it, but now they kind of get the people to get a, like a, a registration, so you have to pay a little money. But what I concern about, I concern about the poorer class of people who can't afford to pay to get it. Right. There needs to be some way of recognizing this as a right that doesn't depend on wealth. Yeah, it all depends on, you know, the people who can't afford it so they can get 
even the government for reference them and then MPA from the weed when they reap the weed or something like that. So what, what are we going to do to, to fix that? Uh, what are some of the plans? Do you have uh, friendly senators or representatives? Yes, go ahead. Well, actually, I think, Linda, you just mentioned that we're going to be doing the normal Jamaican chapter. And tell folks your name. My name is Sharifa Isan Wilson, and I'm actually from the Bay Area representing Natural Remedies Health Services. And here in Jamaica, Rasta Harvest um, UFO, or uh, Uniting Farmers Organically. Okay. Okay, which is food security, the whole bit. Okay. But... I'm blessed to be able to be in between the two communities, between the Bay Area, California, you know, which is like leading the industry when it comes to ganja, and here, like in the in the community, with people who this is really it's their medicine, you know, it's their welfare. They you know sell a little ganja, but they can eat that night, okay. And then to be able to link up with normal, you know, of all groups, and to see that okay, we, we need a chapter here. We need to be really represented here. Yeah. You know, and with the link between the two worlds, you know, we can make the differences. You know, and you, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Now, now politically, I don't know how the Jamaican government works. Is there any sort of referendum or initiative system, or does this have to go through the legislature and friendly politicians? Everything would have to go through friendly politicians, but the good part that right now what just passed was the idea that for Rasta Sacrament, we can have events like this and actually smoke. Okay, so if you are... If this is your medication and this is your meditation right now, at least that's been recognized. Yes. You know, and for a High Times magazine to be here in Jamaica right now at this time, you know, it's auspicious. I mean, it can only be successful for everybody. So, like Curtis is saying, you know, as a local Rasta farmer is... Please don't leave out the little people. You know, don't make this a corporate thing. You know, make it what Peter Tosh said, you know, for, yeah. for peace, for, you know, for, for the healing of the nation, which is needed. How, how would you set that up? How would you like, like, you get to wave a magic wand and you get the perfect legalization you want for Jamaica. What would it look like? Yeah, well, well they said they legalize it, but at the moment they don't legalize as yet because it's still like two pounds. You still have, you know, have chances. We have many pounds and stuff like that. So we're still working on it, you know, before as we did see. And we did know that this is healing of the nation. And then now it's come forward in Jamaica, and then we are trying to work on it to legalize it to the best. How about, uh, like, if people want to sell it and have shops to sell it, how would you want that to run? I mean, because we worry about it getting too big. Well, well, those people is going to be very few people because you have to go be a licensed shop owner and stuff like that. So I think you have to go to a lot of stuff to do that. Yeah. Uh, sort of a regulation system, uh, licensing, like if you wanted to open up any kind of shop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go ahead. All right, so uh, she brought my name up as to who I am. I'm Linda Jackson from the Bay Area. I run a um, patient clinic for information, education, on how to be a safe uh, um, safe access to medicine at home. So I've been coming here for over 20 years. I'm a total Peter Tosh fan from way back when and for for this to be happening now it makes me feel very 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 wonderful because this has always been my fight in that I fought for his sons to be free at different times and intervals 
from this medicine, you know, that when Andrew was in California, I was one of the ones who actively fought to get him free to be able to continue to sing about it and bring it forward. And now to have it here active in my lifetime makes me very happy. I'm very proud to be a part of this day, this event, and continue to do the education, edu information, and the medical aspect of what cannabis does for us. Was it? I mean, I don't know how much of the background you'd know, but was it difficult to get the Jamaican government to accept High Times coming here with such an event? From the hearsay, I yeah. just heard through the grapevine on the web pages, on the Facebook signs, and listening through through news media. Um, yes, and it's still complicated in that we don't have everything—the little things that we need here right now to get it going, which is the tickets, the passes, and things that make it safe and uh, accessible for what we're doing. So that's putting pressure and time on the organizers, and I'm grateful for them to be patient with that process, as this is so new for them. But they're allowing the process to take its course, and, and I feel very good that it's going to be totally awesome for everybody that's involved. And no pain, no foul. Yeah, anytime you've got a whole bunch of people enjoying ganja and nothing bad is happening and there's a lot of celebration and happiness, uh, it's just a, it's a postcard for what could be. Exactly, you know? exactly. And what a beautiful place to have it. I exactly. want to thank you guys for joining us uh, on the show and uh, enjoy Negril's beauty. And well, let's can I just uh, invite one more person? Oh, yeah, just, I mean, we're, we're, we're a team. Called, we're called the J team. Oh, the J we team. We formed okay. the J team here to and 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 this is this is Ellen, who's also Ellen's Lala. a good friend of the show. Oh, tell us about Token Women. Then. Okay. Hi, Ellen. <laughs> oh yeah. So we have to take an important uh, uh, safety briefing before. There we go. So, Ellen, Token Women. Hi. How are you, Russ? I'm Happy to see you in Jamaica at the first High Times. And I'm here at the normal booth. And I hope you'll ask Keith about what went down in Jamaica since he testified in Parliament here. It's oh, our, uh, yeah, we can talk about that. For sure. Yeah. And I'm here in costume with my beautiful Jamaican sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen's yeah. having, having fun here at the High Times yes. Cannabis Cup. And I'm exposing my Pacific Northwest skin to the harsh rays of the sun. So. Yeah, right. So you want to talk about token women? Yes, yes. That's oh, what I was talking about. Token women. Brand new book, hot off the press. You've got a book that I wrote for women, uh, based on. Can I read it still? Yes, you can read oh, okay. it still. In fact, a lot of guys are buying it for their wives or their okay. sisters or their mothers, and uh, but I'm sure they're reading it as well. Oh, that's great. Thanks. There we go. So, um, yeah, you know, as you know, I've been blogging for like over a decade at VeryImportantPodheads.com. Or I've been, you know, blogging and writing. And yeah. then now I have my blog, Token Women. Yeah. And so I've taken the research from that and condensed it into about 51-page stories about women. If you flip through it, you can see there's a, a picture for each woman. Oh, and then Mama a Cass, quote. Grace Slick, Margaret Mead, Candy Barr, Leah Leeds, Anita O'Day. Yeah, this is... Tulula Bankhead. By the way, Tulula Bankhead and I have the same birthday. Oh, uh, you're so similar to. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, well, she was so very interesting. I mean, I could talk about any of them because there's, you know, there's some that people know about, but I have a lot of, you know, I go through the jazz singers, the Bohemian writers. Yeah. Um, Tulula was, since you were interested in Tulula, yeah. she was the daughter of an Alabama senator who smoked pot in you're in Paris in about 18. 
98, I want to say. She kind of took off there, and then she became an actress, and she was on Broadway. And she was really one of the first showbiz personalities. I mean, she had a radio show, actually, Russ. Okay. Just like you. That was very popular. Um, She said, uh, I'm the foe of moderation. I'm the champion of excess. (laughs) I like her even more. And in one of her... um, uh, she actually was brought to court by one of her uh, assistants for money in the in her later years, and the assistant, in order to smear her, said that he had to roll her joints for her. <laughs> so she wow. may have been the inspiration for um, Tennessee Williams' play A Sweet Bird of Youth, where it's the actress who has a hashish habit, or she may have been the inspiration for All About Eve, and maybe Cruella DeVille also of wow. the Dalmatians. So, in fact, there's a... a I'll have to put it in a future book. There's a cartoon that Dale dug up of of, uh, kicking marijuana out, an early um, prohibitionist cartoon. And to me, it looks like Tallulah Bankhead. I think in a way she was the symbol, much like Bessie Smith was, similar era. Bessie Smith died in 1937, the same year the Tax Act happened. It was a scandal because supposedly they wouldn't take her to a black hospital. But about 4,000 people attended her funeral. And she had the song, Give Me a Reefer. Right. She was also well known, maybe more in the black community, as you know, the the free woman, right? And and of course, vilified by some for it. And so um, those two juxtaposed make right right there a very interesting in a history of the '30s. You know, around the time when uh, the energy was there to actually make it illegal. Yeah. So it's token women, uh, a 4,000-year history of women and marijuana by Nola Evangelista. That's a pen name I took years ago when many people, including Keith, advised me not to say that I smoked pot, and so I was published yeah, under that name. That's great. But it was kind of given to me around the time I became an evangelist. That was, I love and, it. And, uh, yeah. That's beautiful. So, so uh, we can get this on Amazon and all the um, places? Very or? soon on Amazon, right now at CalNormal, CANormal.org, here at the festival. I'm, I'm selling it for 20 which is what you get it for online, but I'm giving 10 to Normal. Excellent. And um, so this would be a good place to get it. Token women, Nola Evangelista, a.k.a. Ellen Comp from California Normal. Nice to see you again. Thank you. You too. All right, we're going, we're going to take a break. Thank you, Al Curtis. Thank you. Yeah, blessing. Thank you, thank you. And thanks for speaking to us. All right, we're going to take a break here because uh, the joint's ha- headed my way. All right, sorry that we weren't able to bring Doug Fine on the air today. I got an email from him earlier today, but uh, did not get a response back from the email or from the call. But we'll get him back in on the show in December, and he can update us on what's happening in the wide world of industrial hemp. Coming up next, we've got time for my radical rant. Can activist-led marijuana legalization survive in California? Whole bunch of drama going on there in California. And then in hour two, we'll take a look at this new Newsweek piece about my uh, pal Travis Maurer and the drama involved in Oregon and Missouri. That's starting to heat up. Who knew marijuana legalization would be such a soap opera? Well, I did, actually. You're tuned into the Russ Belleville Show, the voice of the marijuana nation. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. This is Radical Russ encouraging you to take a look at the weed blog every day. 
Johnny Green and the staff at the Weed Blog are on top of all the latest developments in the fight to end marijuana prohibition nationwide. You can even get the Weed Blog on your smartphone by installing the Weed Blog app for iPhone and Android. If it's about weed, it's on the Weed Blog, including my original writing. So don't delay. Read the Weed Blog today. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on MJWellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out MJWellness.com today. wage what I have called total war against public enemy number one. I support a change in law to end federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. That marijuana, pot, grass, whatever you want to call it, is probably the most dangerous drug. Some think there won't be room for them in jail. We'll make room. I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it and didn't inhale. One major responsibility is to encourage people to use less drugs. Entirely legitimate topic uh, for debate. Radical Rant. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And today I want to talk about news that we broke yesterday on the show. Actually, Tom Angel, writing out at Marijuana.com, broke the news uh, of Richard Lee and his endorsement of the Sean Parker-led initiative to legalize marijuana in California for the 2016 ballot. It's a seismic shift in California marijuana reform politics, and for me, it's like watching a telenovela. La gravidad del dinero. The gravity of money. Yes, folks, money. Money is the key to winning elections. Now, we can and should lament that reality... I'm not happy about it, but we have to accept it that for the next election cycle, at least you need money to win an election and you need it even more so in a place like California, especially this particular 2016 election legalization of marijuana in California is the Waterloo, the Antietam of marijuana prohibition. It's their Custer's last stand. They know that if marijuana legalization happens in California, it's all over but the singing and the dancing and the writing as far as getting marijuana legalization everywhere else. Legalization in California hastens the legalization of marijuana everywhere else, not just inside the United States, not just the other states that will follow, but outside the United States as well. California has such a large global footprint that legalization in California pretty much spells the end of the marijuana prohibition movement. But a loss in California in 2016. Well, a loss in 2016, that keeps prohibition on life support. Maybe even gives it a chance to recover. The amount of political traction that the prohibition movement will be able to gain by saying even California rejected legalization. Legalization's gone too far. It's gone far enough. We've learned the lessons of Colorado and Oregon and, and Washington and Alaska. Uh, we have buyer's remorse 
on marijuana legalization. So 2016 California is huge. We're going to see a greater ad war from our enemies in California for 2016 on the radio, online, in print, on TV. We're going to see more negative advertising about marijuana legalization than we have ever seen. If you want a preview, just go back and look at Florida for 2014 uh, when they tried to pass uh, medical marijuana in Florida, got 58% of the vote. And that was Sheldon Adelson pumping in millions and millions of dollars to buy all these scary ads about marijuana legalization and drug dealers and all sorts of loopholes and so forth. That's just a small taste of what's about to unfold in California. We're going to need a lot of money on our side to fight back. So we're facing the greatest battle in marijuana legalization ever. And I've had the honor of getting to know many of the people who are the principals fighting against this war on drugs. But now big money has stepped in and dramatically altered the relationships and strategies of these reform advocates, some of whom have put in more than four decades in the battle to fight for legalization. The reporter of the story, Tom Angel, is someone I first met through his work with SSDP and then Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, or LEAP. He's since taken his considerable public relations skills and advocacy work in an independent direction by founding the group Marijuana Majority. And uh, Tom's special mutant ability is the ability to get a quote in almost every major marijuana story in the mainstream media. Tom's just amazing at that. And I met Richard Lee back in late 2009. After an accident in Texas left him paralyzed, he came to the Bay Area and founded a a successful coffee shop, and then founded the first training institute for marijuana, Oaksterdam University. I met him as he was funding and leading the Prop 19 campaign in 2010, sinking $1.5 million of his own money into it against all conventional wisdom. Only late in the campaign, as it was topping 55% in the, in the polls, did any of the national funders or organizations get involved, a little too little too late, And it lost. But Prop 19 began the national dialogue on marijuana legalization. And I believe Colorado and Washington could not have succeeded without it. So uh, I was there at Oaksterdam in 2010 when Prop 19 lost. I was there when Richard Lee gave his concession speech. I was there when Tom Angel and other student activists were marching for Prop 19 outside of Oaksterdam headquarters. This Sean Parker fella, I don't know. (laughs) I do know he co-founded Napster. He's an early investor in Facebook and has something like a $3.2 billion net worth. And Parker now has proposed what's called the Adult Use of Marijuana Act or ALMA. ALMA. A-U-M-A. Adult Use of Marijuana Act. So you got this young billionaire getting a political endorsement from a respected activist. Richard Lee. But it gets a whole lot more telenovela than that. Here's where it gets interesting. Richard Lee is on the board of the Coalition for Cannabis Policy Reform, CCPR, which arose from the ashes of the failed Prop 19 campaign in 2010. The spokeswoman for that Prop 19 campaign was Dale Sky Jones, 
who is also the chancellor of Oaksterdam University, the university that Richard Lee founded. Oh, and Dale Sky Jones is the chair of CCPR, who has been fundraising for the CCPR legalization initiative under the Reform California campaign. Awkward. And it gets more awkward. According to Tom Angel's interview, Richard Lee said, quote, I believe a majority of the board is ready to endorse the Parker initiative at the next board meeting, end quote. Ooh, so now Lee is undermining Jones in public prior to the next Reform California board meeting. Ay, caramba. And to think, Richard Lee, Dale Sky Jones, Tom Angel, I've got a picture of all of them <laughs> at the uh, Oaksterdam Prop 19 campaign. And now Tom is reporting that Richard is betraying Dale Sky Jones. Ah, it's so telenovela. Reform California was supposed to be the consensus building group that would come forward with a sensible legalization plan that could get majority support and attract the funders necessary for signature gathering and advertising. Reform California was supposed to be the adults in the room as compared to the other grassroots grassroots groups that have all of their various initiatives with no funding and little chance of majority widespread support. So since the fall of Prop 19, Dale Sky Jones has worked diligently to build strategic political alliances from outside of marijuana reform, such as bringing in the California NAACP's Miss Alice Huffman as their vice chair and Antonio Gonzalez from the William C. Velasquez Institute, a prominent Latino public policy organization. And most of all, Reform California was to unite the activists who've put in so many years into legalizing California. Their board reflects that, with membership including California Normals' Dale Geringer, Students for Sensible Drug Policies' Stacia Costner, Leaps' Neil Franklin, and Americans for Safe Access's Don Duncan. Take those four, add in Richard Lee, Dale Sky Jones, Alice Huffman, and Antonio Gonzalez, and that's the group I'd call the activist block of Reform California. It makes up eight votes. The board also includes industry leaders, including Hezekiah Allen of the Emerald Growers Alliance, Yami Bolanos of the Greater Los Angeles Collective Alliance, Nate Bradley of the California Cannabis Industry Association, Debbie Goldsberry of the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, and David Bronner of Dr. Bronner's Magic Soap. In addition, Dale Sky Jones' husband, Jeff Jones, is also on the board representing the Patient ID Center, as is industry attorney Joe Rogaway. So let's call them the industry block. There's seven votes there out of this 15-member board. So now my telenovela has me in the classic cliffhanger mode. Who are the Reform California board members who'd be this majority that Richard Lee says will endorse the Parker Initiative? I think it's pretty safe to say that Dale Sky Jones and Jeff Jones are both going to likely vote no, unless that marriage is incredibly strong and one of them would vote against their spouse. Um, I think they're both going to vote no. Richard Lee is clearly a yes, and Nate Bradley from California Cannabis Industry Association told Tom Angel he's, quote, very excited, end quote, about Richard Lee's endorsement, and that, quote, 
It's important for CCPR to join the coalition so we can all stand in support as one unified voice, end quote. So that sounds like a two-to-two wash so far. How will the rest of the activist bloc of Reform California react? The Parker Initiative may be a bit more restrictive than some reformers like. It gives the power of localities to ban outdoor grows. It only legalizes the possession and transfer of four grams of concentrate. I haven't looked through the entire initiative, but those are the first couple of problems that I found out with it. And I will be doing an in-depth review of that California initiative, plus uh, Arizona and uh, Nevada this holiday weekend. Give me something to do. So if they find a part of this Parker initiative to be unpalatable, will it be too unpalatable to have to try to compete with a separate initiative in a difficult fundraising atmosphere after Drug Policy Alliance and Marijuana Policy Project have already shifted their support toward this, the, this Sean Parker initiative? And what about the people in the industry block? Will they find the Sean Parker initiative to be a worse option than the status quo? Keep in mind, a lot of these people are working in a situation where the quasi-legalization of medical marijuana in California already provides them with quite a bit of profit and power? Will they want to support something that might give some of that power and money away? Or does the gravity of money, la gravidad del dinero, make all the difference? Does the fact that Sean Parker's swinging around his billions in net worth, he's got the Pritzker family on board with their billions in net worth, he's got DPA and MPP on board with their billionaire funders does it really matter the small details between one initiative or the other when one of them clearly has the monetary support to succeed we'll talk about that in hour two toker talk radio we'll also take your calls at 971-533-7111 what do you think of this sean parker initiative is it time to just get behind the big money men talk about that and more But for now, for everyone here at CannabisRadio.com and Rolla J Studios, I'm Radical Russ. Until next time, take care of each other, tokers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. Now it's time for Toker Talk Radio, the voice of the marijuana nation. What are you people? Or you can toke. I inhale. Uh, or you can talk. I experimented with marijuana and didn't inhale. Or you can toke and talk. Ten federal criminal penalties for possession of up to one ounce of marijuana. While we talk about toke on Toker Talk Radio. So, by the way, when it comes to pot, you know, if you're 40 years old, you live in a log cabin in Oregon, you got 12 giant pot plants in your backyard, have a ball. Live from beautiful Poplin, Oregon at Rolla J Studios. Get the cannabis.
plus your calls live at 971-533-7111. They're walking on their pants with their cap on backwards, listening to the end of a man and Snoopy Snoopy Poop Dog. What's to keep somebody from getting all potted up on weed and then getting behind the wheel? Gateway theory doesn't work. It's a reality. Holland, is it real? We're locking up people that take a couple of puffs of marijuana, and, and the, the next thing you know, they got 10 years. And now, here's your host, the guru of Gonza Graphics, the sultan of sativa statistics, and the worst nightmare of a reefer mad prohibitionist. A polite, perspicacious, productive pothead with a propensity for PowerPoint. Radical Russ Belleville. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Toker Talk Radio. Phone lines are open at 971-533-7111. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about, we're ready to talk about it here on Toker Talk Radio. Just finished up the radical rant about the Reform California situation. What a mess. Oh, my God. So ever since Prop 19 failed, you know, Reform California has been put together out of the ashes of that campaign and featuring a lot of the people who are involved in that cam- campaign, most specifically Dale Sky Jones, who's a friend of mine. Uh, I see her at various different events, and she's always very, very kind to me. And she's been working really hard in a state where, let's just say there's a lot of flakes and nuts. California's kind of a granola state, man. It's a lot of flakes and nuts involved. And when it comes to marijuana legalization, sometimes the most difficult part is keeping it conservative enough for the general public to want to vote for. In California, especially, you've got all these interest groups of dispensaries and growers, both illegal and legal, who've been involved with marijuana legalization for so long that they want the whole treat it like tomatoes model, the tilt model. Right. Let's legalize it. Everybody for everywhere, everybody, anytime, anyway, it's all legal, legal, legal. Right. Which go great for the California marijuana community. But the mainstream voter, on the other hand, might not be so amenable to such things. So Dale's been in this unenviable position of trying to, you know, bridge the gap between the base of the hardcore marijuana supporters and the voters Uh, many of whom don't know a damn thing about marijuana and will uh, eagerly listen to any reason to vote against it. They'll believe crap like, you know, the gateway theory or stone mayhem on the freeways or any of those kind of things. So it's been difficult for Dale and the people at Reform California because on the one hand, they were going to be the adults in the room. They were going to be the group that had all the mainstream, you know, the union support, the NAACP support, and all the big drug reform organization support, the industry support. They were going to coalesce and bring everyone together, all hold hands and sing kumbaya and come up with a marijuana legalization everybody could get behind and the voters of California would pass. And this has been a plan for five years at least. And the plan seemed to be going okay. It seemed like Reform California was building some of the, the big names it needed. It hired Joe Trippy as a political analyst and brought on uh, 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 Alice Huffman from the NAACP, brought on union people and so forth. And the only thing left to do was to put out some language and raise some money. Now, I've seen the Reform California language, and it's pretty standard marijuana legalization language, 10 by 10 garden, 
you know, possess an ounce in public and so forth. And again, over this uh, holiday weekend, I'm going to be doing an in-depth uh, review of Reform California and the Adult Use of Marijuana Act. I'm not going to review all the others, Jack Herrer Initiative, MCLR, all those other kind of things, because I just don't have enough time to review every single initiative. I'm going to stick with the ones that I think have the best chance. I'm also going to review the Nevada Initiative and the two competing Arizona initiatives, the Maine Initiative, and the two competing Massachusetts initiatives. We'll have all of those up on MarijuanaPolitics.com in what I call my hyperlinked text versions. Because one of the things you find when you start reading these laws, man, (laughs) you'll get into Section 3 that says, Section 3, Paragraph A, notwithstanding what it says in Section 4, Paragraph B, that it shall be legal to do X, Y, and Z, excepting where it's superseded by Paragraph 2 in Section 1. I mean, my God, man. you got to, like, leave a trail of breadcrumbs (laughs) to find your way around some of this legislative language. And those breadcrumbs are hyperlinks. What I will do for you, and I, I performed this service in 2012 when we had the legalization initiatives competing, uh, California, Washington, and Oregon. I did this in 2014 for Oregon's legalization initiative. I will do the same thing for the initiatives coming up in 2016, and that is to produce a hyperlinked version so that you can click on the topic and it'll jump you right to what you need to read. And I'll also provide notes along the side to kind of explain what this particular part means or not, if, it, if it's hard to translate from legalese. So we'll have all of that coming up for you in the following weeks. But the main point right now is that Reform California has got the language, but it doesn't have the money. And now the elephant has walked into the room. The 800-pound gorilla of legalization, Sean Parker, the MySpace and Facebook billionaire, has looked around at, oh, look, there's eight or nine other groups that are trying to legalize marijuana. Let's form another. <laughs> Sean Parker waltzes in and says, ah, screw you all that have been working here for so long and putting your bashing your heads together and having town hall meetings and trying to put together language everyone can agree with. Screw you all. I got money. I'm going to walk in and do my own thing. And this has just just upended all of California marijuana politics because Reform California had promised to be the one that would be the big money group that would get the big money support. But now that Sean Parker's walked in with his big money, MPP and DPA, Marijuana Policy Project, Drug Policy Alliance, have walked back their support for Reform California and looks like they may be pitching their money in with Sean Parker. Sean Parker's also bringing along members of the Pritzker family, the Hyatt Hotel chain billionaire heirs. Brought along people like Justin Hartfield, the multimillionaire behind Weed Maps. I mean, all these rich people coalescing behind Sean Parker makes it almost impossible to foresee a way that a continued Reform California campaign can succeed. Who are they going to get the donations from? And how do you get those donations when there's another group that's going to have millions and millions of dollars in donations? You'd have to paint some scenario that the other group's legalization would be a disaster, would be awful, would never be able to win. You've got to choose ours instead. It's more sensible. It's a better better plan. But the Adult Use of Marijuana Act that I've seen doesn't look too different from most legalizations. 
I don't see anything glaring in it. Nothing as big as like Ohio having a grow monopoly or anything. There's no, you know, poison pill in this adult use of marijuana act. So it'll become harder and harder for reform California to justify. Why should you spend money on reform CA when you can bet on the sure thing with the adult use of marijuana act. And that's the frightening proposal right now, because like I said, a lot of these people are my friends. I want Dale Sky Jones to succeed at legalizing marijuana like I wanted to see Mason Tavert and Allison Holcomb and Anthony Johnson succeed because I know them all personally. Like, I want to see their dream come true. I want to see all their hard work pay off. But do we get to a spot where Dale Sky Jones and whoever stands with her at Reform CA are becoming an impediment to legalization? If there's a surefire plan coming out of the Sean Parker camp and it's got the money to succeed, does it become obstruction to try to move forward with something else? Is it a situation where Dale has to recognize her time in the sun has come and gone and it's time for the new groups to take over and move forward with legalization? These are tough questions. These are tough, tough questions to have to deal with. And and I wish the best for everyone involved, but bottom line, we have to legalize marijuana in California. That's the bottom line. That has to happen, regardless of whose feelings get hurt, whose legacies get tarnished, whose money gets spent. We have to legalize marijuana in 2016. We're going to take a break. Stay tuned. We'll talk about another telenovela. La Gravidad del Dinero taking place in the state of Missouri. You're listening to the Russ Belville Show on CannabisRadio.com. The son of a Polish immigrant who grew up in a Brooklyn tenement. He went to public schools, then college, where the work of his life began, fighting injustice and inequality, speaking truth to power. He moved to Vermont, won election and praise as one of America's best mayors. In Congress, he stood up for working families and for principle, opposing the Iraq war, supporting veterans. Now he's taking on Wall Street and a corrupt political system, funded by over a million contributions, tackling climate change to create clean energy jobs, fighting for living wages, equal pay, and tuition-free public colleges. People are sick and tired of establishment politics, and they want real change. Bernie Sanders, husband, father, grandfather, an honest leader, building a movement with you to give us a future to believe in. I'm Bernie Sanders, and I approve this message. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Oh. 
Welcome back, everybody. 15 after the hour here at Roller J Studios in beautiful legal Potland, Oregon, where the weather forecast is gray with a continuing chance of wet. Highs and lows near 45, plus or minus 7 degrees for the next six months. <laughs> so today I got a really interesting beginning to my day by going online and finding a link shared to me about the latest issue of Newsweek. Winston Ross has written an article, the cover article for the December 4th edition of Newsweek, Cannabis Crusader, the battle to bring legal pot to the heartland. And it's the the whole cover is a cartoon and artist rendering of a Crusades era knight in chain mail and, and plate mail with a broadsword and a shield. Shield's got a big pot leaf on it. And his tunic over his armor has a big pot leaf on it. And there's the green wisps of smoke everywhere. And this Newsweek cover story is about my friend Travis Maurer. <laughs> wow. So first time I've ever had a friend, you know, a close friend, who's been the subject of a cover article in a major news uh, publication. So that's kind of cool. But it tells the story of Travis Maurer. And uh, Travis, of course, uh, was, is, a, has been a illegal pot grower. He's a convicted illegal pot grower in the state of Missouri and used a lot of his pot growing proceeds to fund legalization efforts. In fact, it was his pot growing proceeds that helped fund the legalization effort right here in the state of Oregon. And full disclosure, I should let you know, when I got fired from normal, uh, and, and deservedly so, <laughs> in uh, May of 2012, it was Travis Maurer who stepped in and bought me the uh, soundboard that I'm still using to this day and uh, formed what we had called at the time National Cannabis Radio for about three months. So without Travis Maurer, I wouldn't be here. I'd have, I'd have gone broke right after the in the summer of 2012. I wouldn't have been able to cover the 2012 elections for sure. And I'd probably be working some terrible cubicle job right now, just making ends meet. So full disclosure, when I talk about Travis Maurer, I'm talking about someone without whom I would not be here. Now, the support has waned since then. Nothing personal, no no bad stories or anything. It's just he's got things to do. I got things to do. But uh, we still keep in touch. We still see each other from time to time. Every now and then he hires me for a, a writing assignment. But that's not the point of this entire article. The point is about how Travis is now fighting to get marijuana legalized in the state of Missouri, you know, where he was busted. He, he After he got busted, he moved out to Oregon and helped us get legalizing here. But the whole story continues about Travis's fight to legalize in, uh, in Missouri, along with John Payne from uh, Show Me Cannabis. Uh, Show Me Cannabis is the organization that Travis founded. And Payne is now the man running it. And uh, uh, Payne's been a guest on the show as well. And there's just a lot of interview, a lot of talk with other people in the movement about uh, about Travis Maurer here. There's a quote from Troy Dayton of the Arcview Group saying, 
You might mistake Maurer's ambition for a delusion of grandeur, but most people who have delusions of grandeur are about themselves. Travis's delusions of grandeur are about what he can accomplish politically. <laughs> That's true. And uh, Travis also uh, been working with Leah Maurer. Leah, his wife, uh, formed the Moms for Measure 91 group and has been a very visible face of the legalization campaigns here in the state of Oregon. Um, but he's also got his, uh, detractors, um, Epen Thampy from, uh, Americans for Forfeiture Reform, I think is his group, um, has major problems with Travis is already up on my Facebook page, calling him a scumbag and saying there's all sorts of things people should know about him. Travis has also been working with my co-director at, uh, or, uh, Portland Normal. That would be Randy Quast, who's the trucking company owner. Who now, uh, according to the Newsweek story, uh, has put in about $850,000 of his money into a dispensary operation and grow operation with Travis. And the last I've heard is that Travis and Randy aren't getting along anymore. I also hear there's problems between Travis and Anthony Johnson his high school friend who was the leader of the legalization campaign here in Oregon. Come and see the violence inherent in the system. Help, help, I'm being repressed. So everywhere I look, there's maradrama. There's maradrama going on in California, and I know just about everybody involved. There's maradrama going on here in Oregon and Missouri, and I know just about everybody involved. We'll get down to the bottom of this over the next few weeks, I'm sure. But for now, it's 420, and I've got the strong silicone, unbreakable glow-in-the-dark bong and some great weed from Panacea. Imagine life without taxes. Let New Era Certified Public Accountants, NewEraCPAs.com, handle your Cannabis 280E and tax strategy. Get your business prepared with New Era CPA's Cannabis Finance Boot Camp. NewEraCPAs.com, with years of experience in the industry, we are one of the nation's leading accounting firms for growers, dispensaries, and ancillary companies from Washington to California. NewEraCPAs.com. The Russ Belville Show is proudly sponsored by the Marijuana Business Association. The MJBA, called by NBC News the Cannabis Chamber of Commerce, is the fastest-growing business association in the fastest-growing industry in America. I've been working with the MJBA for years, and I personally invite you to join the MJBA. MJBA also publishes the popular MJ Headline News on Facebook and the MJNewsNetwork.com and Marijuana Channel 1 on YouTube. Visit MJBA.net for more details. Dr. Dabber, hurry! Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up! I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct! Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> More flavor. Everyone knows music and marijuana go together, so let's wind up our 20 after break with the Russ Belleville Show's Daily Toker Tunes, the best in pod safe 420 music from around the web. 
Today is Irie Wednesday, featuring reggae, ska, and other world music genres. Now, sit back and enjoy your daily toker tunes. Welcome back, everybody, for our daily toker tunes. And every Wednesday here at 420 Radio, we bring to you Gordon Green's Music Planet as part of our 8 p.m. music block. Gordon's show is fantastic, and if you know nothing about world music, it's the best way to get yourself involved in it, to learn. He tells you about the artists. He tells you about their their uh, art and their tours and a little bit behind their stories of how they got together. It's great. It's informative, and it'll turn you on to some music from all across the world, from every continent, something new to listen to right here on 420radio.org. Gordon joins us here on our... 420 break on Wednesdays, our world music break. And it's kind of interesting, the tune we've got for today, because on Monday, I took a visit out to Dante's to visit our friend Bacon Dan. Bacon Dan does our music on Mondays, but on Monday nights, he is the man in charge of the lyrics at Karaoke from Hell at Dante's. Karaoke from Hell is a band that plays over 600 different cover tunes and you get to go on stage live and sing with them. Uh, I stopped in just to enjoy the evening, got up and sung Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. That was fun. But uh, the thing that was kind of fun was that they're scheduled. Normally, they would go from like 1030 till close, but um, they had to start early, like at 930, and they had to close early, like around midnight, because another band was in town, and that band wanted to have its after party right there at Dante's. And that band is the band we're featuring today in our Ivy Wednesday Daily Toker tunes. They're called Gogol Bordello. They're an Eastern European rock band that's become very, very popular. They were playing in Portland in concert just Monday night and came over to Dante's for the after party. So let's play some music from Gorgol Bordello. This is Start Wearing Purple. Get.Buzz. .Buzz is the internet platform that fuels community interest, excitement, and new experiences. .Buzz is the premier online destination for internet users seeking the latest news on a variety of topics. .Buzz appeals to groups active in blogging, communications, journalism, advertising, and marketing. .Buzz offers registrants a stronger alternative to the shrinking namespace of existing top-level domain names, such as .com, .net, and .org. Get your name now at Get.Buzz. At Herbie's Cannabis Seeds, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best quality seeds from the world's most respected cannabis seed producers, all at the lowest online prices. You can find Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. All cannabis seeds are sold as souvenirs and as a means of preserving cannabis genetics. Herbie's Seeds in no way intends to condone, promote, or incite the use of illegal or controlled substances. We strongly urge all prospective customers to check their national laws prior to placing an order. Herbie's Seeds at Herbie'sHeadShop.com. Proud sponsors of The Russ Belville Show and 420 Radio. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow.
Welcome back, everybody. Half past the hour here at Roller J Studios. I'm Radical Russ. This is the Russ Belville Show. Check out my latest article up on marijuana politics. It's today's Radical Rant. Can activist-led marijuana legalization survive in California? Check that out at marijuanapolitics.com. Also, a quick funny little note from uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, A police officer has been uh, removed from street duty here in Portland. Officer's name is John Hurlman. And he sent a tweet out, (laughs) a very ill-advised tweet, about this Friday. uh, The Black Lives Matter group is protesting out at the Lloyd Center Mall uh, with a protest called Black Lives Matter, Not Black Friday. And the funny part of this... (laughs) is John Hurlman's tweet. It says, Black Lives Matter is planning to protest at Lloyd Center on Black Friday. Oh, joy. Stuck late again at work to babysit these fools. Okay, so you can see why that might get you removed from street duty, right? But the funny part to me is that it was his 11th tweet ever. (laughs) He's only tweeted 11 times. And uh, he's got three followers. So for your 11th tweet and tweeting out to three people, you got yourself suspended from uh, street duty. I just want to know who found this tweet. Who turned him in? There's only three people getting his tweets. Which one of you did it? (laughs) Oh, silly, silly police officers. All right, let me continue. Um, as I mentioned, we were talking about the Newsweek piece on Travis Maurer that's uh, up a cover story. And Travis is kind of an enigma uh, for folks. you got to understand, you know, and I've already told you my background with him, but Travis is the, one of those guys who's always working, always hustling, always something going on with Travis, right? And sometimes he can write checks with his mouth that his ass can't cash, you know? It's one of those guys that's always got something going and, and you you want to make sure you get it in writing because and, and not through any uh, foul play or nefarious intent or anything, but I just think he's got so much going that sometimes he loses track of what commitments he's made. That's all I can say as far as you know anything negative. Otherwise, he's always been good to me. Always been a good guy. And, it's, and I think it's always good whenever we're getting mainstream media uh, attention. Whenever there's a story in a place like a Newsweek and talking about legalizing marijuana in Missouri, well, that's that's all good. I think that's all good. So we'll continue to monitor the fallout from this. If you've got any calls or questions about this or want to make any statements, the phone number here is 971-533-7111 if you want to discuss it. In the meantime, uh, I wanted to bring up something happening in my life that... Uh, is very exciting. And that is, uh, I got a call from my folks at cannabisradio.com and they said, how would you feel about living potentially on the road in an RV on a tour? And I'm like, you people are reading my mind because since I began this reform career 10 years ago, I've always dreamed of combining my, 
musician past. You know, I grew up on the road. My dad was a musician. I grew up on the road with his band and I had my own band and, and did a lot of road work as well. So I've always dreamed of combining that because I love traveling, love driving, love road tripping. I've always wanted to combine that with my love of marijuana legalization and get myself a big vinyl wrapped RV and cross the country like some tent revival preacher spreading the gospel of ending prohibition. And now folks, it just might happen. There could actually be a radical Russ Belville cannabis radio legalize America tour, or as I would call it, the fill in the back tour <laughs> or what? Why not? How about four down 46 to go tour, whatever we call it, right? There could actually be a tour. He called me up and told me they've got the fifth wheel. They have got the fifth wheel trailer necessary to do the tour. Now we just need the pickup, you know, the dually uh, that can haul such a thing. And then, of course, you know, sponsors to pay for, you know, all the hotels. Or, well, I guess you wouldn't need hotels. We got the RV, but, you know, RV hookups and food and halls and printing and all that kind of stuff. Right. So this could be a pretty amazing tour. Cannabis Radio is already the premier network for serious marijuana aficionados. We've got Kyle Cushman. If you're a grower, you know who Kyle Cushman is. We got Dr. Mitch Earlywine. If you're into marijuana research, we got Vivian McPeak, one of the leading activists of all time. Nurse Heather, for those of you involved in the cannabis healing arts. SSDP Radio is available on CannabisRadio.com for all the student activists. Dr. Dina, embedded in the uh, L.A. industry. She's got a great show on Cannabis Radio. And we got plenty of other shows, cannabis shows, law shows. And what I'm excited about is that we can take this network, take these shows, take my show, and take it across the country, take it to the heartland, take it to the south, take it to these places where the people need to hear the growing truth about cannabis. I've got all sorts of ideas about how this can work. I mean, first of all, the custom-wrapped fifth wheel and dually pickup, that's like a, a, a traveling billboard. That's going to get attention coast to coast. Every gas station, every truck stop, every rest area where it's seen is going to generate countless viral photos, videos on social media, and you're sure, you're sure that the local news station is going to want to show up and do a little bit on the big cannabis tour coming through town, coming through Oklahoma or North Dakota or Tennessee or wherever we might end up. And it can be more than just my show. We're going to have a, a hemp and cannabis museum. We'll show people actual hemp. We'll show people bottles from, you know, cannabis tinctures back in the day and, and all the history. And we could even put on a town hall meeting. We could take questions and answers from people on what legalization means, both already in the states that have it, as well as their state as they look forward to it. So not only could you get your logo on the dually, get your logo on the RV, we could have your brochures, we could have your products. If they're non-marijuana products, we could have those available for people to check out at the display, at the pre presentation. You could get your ad not only on the live shows that I perform and within the presentation that I perform, but also on the other shows on CannabisRadio.com. Hell, with the right level of support, we could even name the tour for you, the Legalize America Tour, brought to you by whatever the name your company is. And this isn't just a pitch for the people that are 
you know, the big industry folks with commas in their bank balance. I'm in this for you. You, the listener, are the reason I'm still here. I wouldn't be where I am without the everyday tokers and working class lovers of liberty who listen to my show and read my articles. So we'll also have sponsorship opportunities available for people who can only donate 50 bucks or 100 bucks, man, that don't have a ton of money. Maybe I'll put up like a GoFundMe page and we can have a section on the RV, you know, for you know, personal listeners or personal contributors and, and have your name written there in like, you know, half inch font or something won't be huge, but it'll be something that'll show your name that you're a contributor to legalize America tour. So if you're interested in this, please hit me up on Gmail. I'm radical Russ everywhere. So you can get me on Gmail as well as well. I'm going to hit up some of the big industry folks I know to see if they want to put in the big number sponsorships. And who knows, maybe we can have this thing on the road by springtime. I'd like to make it out to the Ann Arbor Hash Bash for the first time. Never been to the Ann Arbor Hash Bash. Maybe we could launch from there. Or maybe we launch on my birthday. I just got a uh I just got a request from the Hawaii Cannabis Expo. The Hawaii Cannabis Expo will be taking place in Honolulu January 29th through the 31st. Of course, January 31st is my birthday. So maybe we start the tour in Hawaii since, you know, we can't get the RV over there to Hawaii. It'd be way too expensive. I could just fly to Hawaii and start the tour there. Fill in that pot leaf on my tattoo. And then fly back to the States, get in the RV and do the rest of the tour. Who knows? Maybe we can make it happen that quickly. That's my Christmas wish, folks. My Christmas wish, my New Year's resolution, and my life's purpose all rolled up into one is to get a dually pickup and the money necessary for vinyl wrapping and planning a tour across the United States. I have had this goal forever since I've been in the marijuana legalization field is that I will do a marijuana speaking engagement in all 50 states by the time I'm 50 years old. This January, I turned 48. So if we start this tour in January, we can go for up to two years. And I'll go state to state, city to city. I'll set up my, I'll do my show. I'll do a presentation on legalization. We'll do a town hall meeting. We'll have a hemp and cannabis museum artifacts for people to, sh- to, to check out. And I'll slowly but surely fill in more pot leaves on this back tattoo of mine. The fill in the back tour. I'm excited about this possibility. And again, if you're excited about this possibility, email me. RadicalRest at gmail.com. I'll put you in touch with the cannabis radio people. And you can become a big time sponsor. I'm going to reach out to a few of my good friends in the industry. I'm going to reach out to Garen Angel from Magical Butter. Maybe they'd be a sponsor. Maybe the folks at the Weed Blog would be a sponsor. Maybe the organizations out there, Normal, DPA, MPP, would like a piece of this. Maybe they could distribute some of their materials as part of our traveling show. Lots of people out there with lots of cannabis businesses. I know a few dispensary owners as well. We want to promote you. You could get your brand coast to coast. The only way you're ever going to grow 
in this legal marijuana business is if more states legalize and if we end this federal prohibition so that you can get your business across state lines. Set up the groundwork for that by donating to the Legalize America Tour to, to till the soil to prepare the people in the Midwest and the heartland and the South to prepare them for legalization so that they'll be ready to vote on it when it comes available. And then you will already be a recognized brand. You will already be someone they know to turn to when legalization comes their way. Please help me make it a, a possibility, a probability, and a reality. It's what I've always dreamed of, a nationwide marijuana speaking tour. Cannabis Radio might make it happen. I hope you'll help me make it happen. If you got any questions, just email me, RadicalRuss at gmail.com. The beginning of the end started in 1996 when California legalized weed for so-called medical purposes. 16 years later, Washington and Colorado legalized it outright and let people sell it from storefronts. And what has been the result? Uh, the generation of millions of dollars in tax revenue for the states and creation of hundreds of new jobs in a growing multi-billion dollar industry? No. Well, yes. But at what cost? Let's see. The cost of all that police time and money that's now spent going after real criminals and prisons with enough room to hold them all? No. Well, yes. But look at what it's done to the people. You mean that fewer of them are dying of alcohol, tobacco, and prescription-related causes since they've switched to cannabis, and many more are receiving medical benefit from a cheap, non-toxic healing herb? No. Well, yes. Yes. Yes to all of that. But, 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 I can smell pot from my backyard. And, and I can't tell my kids not to do it because it's illegal. You know Herb Thrasher from the Herb Thrasher Flower Hour. Now get ready for Herb Age Designs for the proud cannabis consumer. Herb Age Designs, lifestyle gear for the 420 friendly. Herb Age Designs, we've got frisbee golf discs and durable hemp gear. Herb Age Designs, we've got shot glasses, drinking glasses, coffee mugs, and beer cozies. Check us out on Facebook and online at HerbAgeDesigns.com and follow HerbAge and Herb Thrasher on Twitter. Georgia. Hi, this is Willie Nelson. Alcohol prohibition didn't work in the 1920s and marijuana prohibition isn't working today. It's time we stopped arresting responsible marijuana smokers. It's the fair thing to do. For more information, contact Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Call toll-free 888-67-NORML or visit their website at norml.org. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarterInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Welcome back, everybody. 
46 after the hour. Last segment here on the Russ Belville Show before we turn things over to Stoner Jesus. That's right, Stoner Jesus every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on CannabisRadio.com. All sorts of interesting minutiae here for me to clear up at the end. Uh, on my uh, Facebook page, I uh, got a post here from Thurlow Weed. Thurlow Weed uh, runs the iBake Radio and is a, a terrestrial host in uh, Colorado. Interesting comment says, I'm tired of hearing people talk shit about Donald Trump. This is the only person I know that has come back from billions in debt. If he can do that with his businesses, then what could he do with the country that has been set up to be run like a business? Hashtag just saying. <laughs> well, well, Thurlow, <laughs> there's a lot of problems with that statement. First of all, uh, Donald Trump is not a self-made man. He was he started with a million dollar loan from his dad and then went through three bankruptcies. Right. So the same Donald Trump here is a part of a party that voted to make it harder for average folks to claim bankruptcy. By the way, Hillary Clinton voted for that, too. And um, yeah, so so, yeah, whether or not he could come back from billions in debt after his leveraged financing of casinos doesn't tell us a whole lot about what kind of president he'd be. And by the way, keep in mind that he bankrupted casinos. He bankrupted a place where people come in and give you money for nothing and went bankrupt doing it three times. So, yeah, let's not uh, lionize Donald Trump here. And that's just on the economic side. We're not even taking a look at the idiotic, racist, xenophobic, anti-American, fascist bullshit that tribbles off his lips every other day. Guys talking about registering Muslims in a database, tracking them, like as if we have the manpower to pull such a thing off. And as if it's not already being done by the National Security Agency, for sure. This guy talks about Japan, doing things like the Japanese internment camps. I mean, this is this is shocking and disgusting. And it's frightening that there's about a 20 to 25 to about a 30 percent base of the country that uh, eats this up, that believes it. Now, I don't like my discussions to uh, downgrade into Godwin territory. But you have to remember that Adolf Hitler was popularly elected and his policies were supported by a large proportion of the German population. So I just, I don't think it's possible that Trump becomes president, but what he stirs up in the nation, what he stirs up in a lot of people frightening as hell <laughs> all right uh other things i wanted to bring up um there's another cannabis club here in portland oregon now the northwest cannabis club uh don Skaki came down from washington state started this thing up there's a review on it in our willamette week so now we have three clubs the world famous cannabis cafe the other spot and the northwest cannabis club that are all offering bring your bring your own buds Let's bring your own buds, hangout lounges, and um, still not technically legal, but not really illegal. There's no buying or selling of marijuana allowed. There's questions as to whether or not it runs afoul of clean air laws, but in Oregon, our clean air laws specifically say tobacco. 
So that's not too much of a problem. Northwest Cannabis Club is offering a six-month pass for 150 bucks plus a dollar a day. One month pass for twenty bucks a day, twenty bucks plus five dollars a day, or you can just get a day pass for ten bucks. And there's no parking, so you'll want to either take transit or park kind of far away and walk. But this is interesting because cannabis clubs uh, happening in Oregon, they're happening in Alaska. We just talked about the Fairbanks one that has opened up recently. And uh, happening, they're trying to happen in Colorado, uh, but now they're completely felonized in Washington State. And the legal states are going to have to come up to an understanding that you can't legalize something for people to have and then make it illegal for them to use it in public and then thereby provide them no place to use the substance that's legal. What good is the right to do something if there's nowhere for you to do it? So Washington State especially needs to overturn that law on felonization of clubs. And the rest of the states need to get on board with what Alaska is doing and specifically allowing on-site consumption at specially designated areas. Folks, that's all the time we got for the show today. Stay tuned because Stoner Jesus is coming up next on CannabisRadio.com. For everyone here on the network and here at Rolla J Studios in beautiful legal Potland, Oregon, I'm Radical Russ. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, take care of each other, tokers. This is the Russ Belleville Show. The Russ Belleville Show is blogging and podcasting daily at RadicalRuss.com. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it. You take a seed, you plant it, you grow it, you try it, you roll it, you smoke it, and it goes down smooth.